the feast of Epiphany, or the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles, is sometimes called the Three Kings Day. According to ancient tradition, Magi, or the wise men who came to worship the newborn Christ child, were three kings who represented all the continents known at the time. One of them came from Asia, another from Europe, and the third from Africa. The message of this tradition is self-evident. In Jesus Christ, the saving grace of God has appeared to all mankind, to all nations, to every human being. But if we take the gospel literally, we see that there are only two kings mentioned, Herod and Jesus. And it is these two that I want to reflect on with you today. King Herod, or Herod the Great, was not really an independent sovereign ruler, but a Roman client king of Judea. He was born around 72 BC and made a fast career largely due to his father's good relations with the Roman general and dictator Julius Caesar. As early as 47 BC, Herod was appointed governor of Galilee. He was then only 25 years old. In 41 BC, he was named a tetrarch, and in 37 BC, Herod became the king of Judea. He ruled until his death, as I said, as a Roman client king. Herod's reign was quite successful politically and economically, but also very cruel, as he lived in constant fear of conspiracies. Therefore, he consistently eliminated anyone he considered a threat to his power, including at least three of his own sons and one of his many wives. The Roman Emperor Augustus even said that it is better to be Herod's pig, which is in Greek, hus, than his son, which is in Greek, huios. So there is a play with words, hus and huios. It is better to be Herod's pig than his son, because Jews are known not to eat pork, so it was safer for pigs to live under Herod's rule than his sons. Herod died in Jericho of some terrible, extremely painful disease. It is not known exactly what it was. The Jewish historian Josephus writes that since Herod knew that because of his cruelty, no one loves him, 
he was sure that if he died, no one would mourn his death. Therefore, he ordered a number of prominent men to be gathered in Jericho and executed at the moment of his death, so that the whole nation would mourn. Thanks to God, this order was not carried out. I want to highlight the three things I think are most important about Herod. First, that although he called himself a king and bore the title the Great, he was really just a wretched tyrant with narrow mind and an empty soul. In reality, he was not the king, but a slave. Not only because he wasn't the sovereign head of state and ruled by the grace of the Romans, but even more because he sold himself, his soul, his faith, his beliefs, and his conscience for the power that actually enslaved him. Secondly, Herod lived, as I said, in constant fear. He was a cruel tyrant, a true terrorist, and it backfired on him because no one could love him, not even those closest to him, and he himself was incapable of loving anyone. It is, is it even possible to understand what it means to kill your wife and three sons, at least three, maybe more, because those three are the ones we know for sure. What is the purpose, the meaning of such a life? I would argue that it is simply stupid. Every person knows that he will not live in this world forever. So there is nothing more idiotic than trying to secure your life and power by destroying other people. However, we do know that once someone is enslaved or even possessed by power, they can no longer think clearly and the consequences are terrifying, both for that person himself and for anyone he thinks is in his way. And thirdly, Herod's life is extremely symbolic. He reigned in Jerusalem, yes, but he died in Jericho. We know that Jerusalem is the holy city, but it is equally important to know that in the Holy Scripture, Jericho represents the fallen mankind. Jericho is the oldest continuously inhabited city in the world, and it is also the lowest city in the world. As such, Jericho represents all the woes and miseries of mankind, its sin, injustice, and evil. Jericho is symbolically the hell on earth. And it was in this place that King Herod, the Great, ended his infamous temporal life. And just to think that everything could have been different. 
Herod could have ruled justly and honestly. He could have been merciful and earned the respect, even love, of his people. If only he had wanted and worked for it. And he could have lived and reigned in the holy city of Jerusalem, not only temporarily on this earth, but eternally in heaven. King Herod is a warning example, not only to rulers, but to all people, to all of us who have to make choices day in and day out between right and wrong, good and evil. Choices in which putting self first at the expense of others does not actually make us kings, but slaves. Choices in which turning our backs on our neighbors means that we deprive ourselves of what we need most, that is, of love. Choices that determine not only our temporal, but our eternal destiny. King Herod had the opportunity to go with the wise men from the east to worship the true king. But he did not, choosing rather to eliminate his new rival. We know that Herod was unable to kill Jesus. But the true tragedy is that he killed his own soul once and for all. When someone turns his back on God, he renounces truth, goodness, and love. And the one who renounces truth, goodness, and love is nothing but the miserable spiritual wreck, a wretched slave of selfishness, evil, and lies. But Herod was not the only king in our gospel today. Or rather, Herod was no king at all. There really was only one king, the incarnate Son of God, who came to save us all from slavery to sin, death, and evil, who rules not with lies or cruelty, but with justice and love, serving us with his holy life and sacrificing himself by dying for us. The prophet Isaiah, predicting his birth, says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. Jesus is the King who has come so that we could reign with him and no one should be afraid thinking that there are only enemies and rivals around him. This is the real choice we all have to make. Do we want to be kings 
with Jesus or slaves with Herod? Are we willing to give ourselves to the service of truth, justice, and love with Jesus? Or are we slaves to lies, injustice, and selfishness with Herod? Lies, injustice, and evil will soon be gone. Thank God. But truth, righteousness, and love will endure forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.